Pigskin fans, the moment you have been waiting for all season is right around the corner. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55, is bringing back their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. Now, all you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl Prediction Challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Now, who couldn't use $1 million? I certainly could. You certainly could. And download the app now so you can get a chance to win that $1 million. Enter the free prediction challenge. Answer questions like who will score last? Who will score first? Who will uh, take a kickoff for a touchdown, for instance? And boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion. That's billion with a B to its players since 2012. So they know a thing or two about big paydays. Yeah, download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl Prediction Challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code THPN now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl Challenge. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Calling all Jets fans and foodies. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon Rewicki, the host of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. Look, if you love Jets hockey, this is the place for you. In-depth breakdowns from every game, a deep dive into the big plays and moments from Winnipeg's season, and all the Jets talk you will not find anywhere else. We got it for you on Skates and Plates. Plus, if you love carbs and everything tasty, we jump into the world of food as well. Once a week, we also speak with a member of the local culinary scene to highlight their great stories and the great food they put out. So there it is. Hockey, jets, food, drink, everything good in life. It's right here on Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. I was walking through the halls of a Minnesota rink When along came a wild fan who started talking smack to me He said, I bet you never liked the blues until they won a cup So I calmly turned to him and said, hey man, listen up I admit it's pretty great to win Lord Stanley's prize But listen, I've been waiting for this moment my whole life Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Yes, sir, I'm a blues fan. Heartbreak's all I knew, man. That team from old St. Lou, man. Got a cup in here, 52, man. Give me a let's go blues. I know Federico, Turnbull, Gilmore, Brown, Channel, Bothwell, Bay, Bitch, Mahar, Mullen, Millen, Sutter, Pedersen, Pavisey, Curry, Zipley, Uthard, Hunter, Schofield, Reeves, Ramage, Kia, Dunlop, Wickenheiser, Crombie, Benning, Raglan, Ewan, Nicoletti, Ramage, Romming, Pavlovsky, Evans, Cavallini, yes sir, I'm a blues fan, yes sir, I'm a blues fan, heartbreak's all I knew, man, that team from old St. Lou, man, got a cup in here, 52, man, give me a let's go blues. Let's go blues! 
now, the starting lineup for your Blue Notes podcast, Tom Franklin and the man called Wags. Hello and welcome to Blue Notes, located on the best city on the Mississippi, the best in the Midwest. We've got that Stanley Cup power too sweet to be sour. And if you're still clueless, we are talking about St. Louis. This is your home for St. Louis Blues coverage on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Tom Franklin. I'm not joined by Wax tonight. He is uh, otherwise uh, preoccupied, but uh, wanted to uh, come on and chat with you guys about Blues hockey and uh, talk about the game Tuesday night with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, first of all, uh, want to you know just mention that we are available on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. We are at Blue Notes Pod on most of those. I'm my finger in the current position. There we go. Blue Notes Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join in on the conversation. We are also on Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook group called the Blue Notes Bunch, a.k.a. the Justin Falk Stan Club. That's right. Uh, I never thought I would say those words. I never thought we would even have a uh, group of uh, Justin Falk stands on Facebook. But here we are. It's, t- it's 2021. It's a brand new year, and it's apparently a brand new Justin Falk, and we've been talking about that there, so feel free to join in on the phone. We've had about 90 members join within just, uh, we've only had it up for about a week, so great response so far, and uh, look forward to having you uh, join in on the conversation there at the Blue Notes Bunch and Justin Falk Stand Club. So uh, if you're listening to us on uh, your favorite podcasting platform, please uh, leave a review or or a comment that helps us uh, grow and get engaged. You know, if you're uh, looking for us on Apple, for instance, and you might find us hard to find us. Well, we need more reviews. We need more five stars and that sort of thing to get noticed on these platforms, because that's kind of how um, those algorithms work with whether it's YouTube or Apple or whatever. The more likes, the more subscribers, the more those outlets get noticed it's just the it's just the fact of life so we appreciate your help on that if you're watching us on youtube of course make sure to ring that bell so you're notified every time uh we go live or we have a new video for you to follow and of course make sure to like and subscribe as well so you can uh, be a part of blue notes no matter what because it's kind of we have a lot of things to think about you know in 2021 with life and hockey and politics and everything like that and uh you know, it helps to have some help, you know, remembering when your favorite episode of Blue Notes is going live. So I appreciate you all for uh, doing that for uh, for us here. Uh, Wags will be back on Sunday, by the way. Just you know, had a little bit of a scheduling issue tonight uh, for this episode. Again, we'll talk about the uh, Tuesday game uh, against Vegas. And of course, by the time you listen to this, we might have played the Thursday night game against Vegas. Uh, we'll uh, cover that. On Sunday, we're uh, hoping to uh, be able to uh, reach out to uh, Richie Flores and Corey Crenshaw. They are the host of the Sporty with Corey and Richie show, uh, covering all things the Arizona Coyotes. After the uh, Saturday-Sunday set with the Anaheim Ducks, the Blues will then go on to take the take on the Coyotes. So uh, that should be a fun series against our future Central Division rivals, uh, the Blues will play the Coyotes uh, Tuesday night and Thursday night. So kind of a similar split going on there. Uh, we'll also hear a little bit from the uh, Quack Report guys from the Anaheim Ducks. As I mentioned, the Blues play the Ducks uh, this weekend, 8 p.m. local time Saturday night and then 7 p.m. local time on Sunday, which means 
we'll have another live late night Sunday episode after the Blues Ducks game Sunday night. No, I will not be at Enterprise Center for that one, unfortunately, because they're in Anaheim. And if I go to Enterprise Center for that game, I will be trespassing. So I can't I can't do that. So um, we'll have some more live looks at Enterprise Center, hopefully uh, for uh, for the rest of the season. And then uh, we also uh, have another announcement, by the way. Uh, we will be recording with a uh, man named the Jersey Finder. Uh, he is a uh, very popular uh, uh, guy on Twitter. He helps people find hockey jerseys. He has over 12,000 followers on Twitter, and uh, he's a guy that I follow because uh, he finds these jersey snipes out there. Because buying hockey jerseys, in case you haven't noticed, can be a bit of a pricey proposition, but it doesn't have to be that expensive. You can find deals, and uh, we'll have the Jersey Finder on next Thursday to kind of give you a primer on buying jerseys, where to find them, who you can trust on eBay, um, avoid uh, how to avoid getting scammed, uh, quality of jerseys, you know, like this one here. I'll go ahead and uh, uh, show it to you here. This is a CCM Vintage uh, Brett Hull. See here, and he has the captain um, you know, on here because screw you, Mike Keenan. But um, this is a you know decent uh, replica of of a of a hockey jersey. It's not quite like what the pros would wear. But uh, Jersey Finder and I will be able to uh, further explain that for you uh, next Thursday. It's a conversation that I am looking forward to having. But first things first, we have to talk about the guy that you saw in the intro. Actually, well, two of them. Number one, Alex Petrangelo, looking like he'd rather be somewhere else besides a hockey rink in Vegas Tuesday night. And the man who gave him the reason for that look, one Jordan Cairo. And I kind of got to thinking, you know, after that game, first of all, Jordan Cairo, what can what more can we say about Jordan Cairo that hasn't already been said on social media? The guy is on absolute fire. He uh, bulked up this offseason and he looks like an absolute killer out there on offense. Um, he can score. He can pass. He is he is rapid. The guy is one of the fastest skaters in the NHL already. Seven games played, three goals, four assists, and a plus two. You love to see it from a guy from like Jordan Cairo, who we know has all this offensive talent in his locker. And we've just been waiting for him to uh, put it all together. Uh, he added 10 pounds this offseason. He was 175 pounds. Now he's like 185. And you can see he, he looks Im not imposing, but he looks very physically fit out there. And uh, he is just absolutely tearing it up. In fact, I reached out to our uh, minister of music, uh, Luke Whitbin, who, of course, you've uh, heard his songs. You've. Uh, hear his weekly raps that we do on Sundays. And I said, Hey, every time I think of Jordan Cairo, I always think of the song blue Bayou" by Linda Ronstadt. And of course, Ray Orbison did a cover of that as well. And, um, every, cause, cause I think about that song every time Jordan Cairo blows by a defender in the NHL, because he has that ability. You know, I, I hear Linda Ronstadt blue by you in my ears. So I, I, I went to Luke and I said, hey, Luke, is there like a, a cover of Blue Bayou that you can do for Jordan Cairo? And of course, because it's Luke Widbin, the answer is yes. So we're going to play 
Luke Whitbin's latest masterpiece, Jordan Cairo, to the tune of Blue Bayou. And uh, if you want to watch it later, it is we have a link in the description below. Um, but yeah, Luke went to once again. Luke finds a new avenue for music. He's rapped. He's done country. He's done interpretive dancing. And now, well, just take a look at the cover for yourself. And here it is. Luke Whitman's latest, Jordan Cairo. I feel so bad, I got a worried mind. Can't seem to stick on any line. Time has stayed, but I'm left behind. Jordan Cairo. Wrapped it around too pretty high 94 points then 109 Is the NHL too big time? Jordan Cairo I'm going back someday St. Louis way Jordan Cairo Minor leagues aren't fun I'm sick of Texas sun Jordan Cairo I'm an all-star here But I need to leave I want to see that big arch gleam To star on the ice At the Enterprise How happy I'd be Tarasenko is injured again My one-game winner builds my confidence Got a good thing going with Shen Jordan Cairo Use my speed to blow you away Being on my line will make you great even got added to the power play, Jordan Cairo. And now I'm here to stay, come what may, Jordan Cairo. Where I've made my mark with a real fast start, Jordan Cairo. I found my game here, I never want to leave The city where the big arch gleams A shooting star on the ice at the Enterprise And I'm happy That former captain of mine got a big surprise As I stole the puck and I flew up the eyes It was some sweet play through his head back in dismay As I blew by you 
I'm the new star for the blues My dreams came true Jordan Cairo And ladies and gentlemen, that was Luke Whitbin with Jordan Cairo on WBLU, all blues, all the time. Okay, that was my attempt at ASMR. I'm 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 still working on it. But yeah, Luke Whitbin, give it up for Luke Whitbin channeling Linda Ronstadt. He opened the Linda Ronstadt door for us uh with that song. I'm gonna share that on Twitter because damn it, that deserves to be shared and it deserves to be appreciated. Um, and shout out to Luke Whitbin for being able to put that together in a short time, having never heard the song before I brought it up because it's a 70s song and um i'm i'm the one weirdo among the 30 somethings that i know that actually uh uh enjoys 70s songs and has listened to them in the past so there we go uh check that out uh he has it up on youtube give that thing some love man seriously dude that that that's awesome and um every time you think of jordan Cairo, you think of linda ronstadt and blue by you as he blows by nhl defenders you gotta love it uh, so that's one reason we have to smile as Blues fans. Now, of course, you know, it's been kind of a up and down start to the season for the Blues. They didn't look good Sunday. They looked well enough Tuesday, but they still allowed 40 shots uh, against Jordan Bennington against a very strong Vegas team. So that's a little bit concerning. But it's so weird to talk about concerns with the Blues and not mention Justin Falk among those concerns. In fact, who is this Justin Falk that we are seeing here? He looks like a completely different player than he was last year. And the stats actually prove that a little bit, uh, and especially one area here. So for one, he's already got two goals in seven games. He had five all of last year. Um, he uh, only has those two points, so he's not like, you know, lighting it up, but where he's excelling this year, it seems, is on his own defensive end. He's got very good analytic ratings uh, for his defense so far this year. And But, you know, I'm not going to get into too deep in the weeds and analytics because when I throw numbers at people, you know, eyes tend to glaze over if you're not really hooked into that side of things. Uh, but Justin Falk, here's one area that he looks completely different in. So... Last season for the Blues, he played 69 games. He threw 82 hits, according to uh, HockeyReference.com, which is off his you know usual pace. Uh, the year before in Carolina, he played 82 games, 156. So he was a lot softer last year. He was, I mean, anyone that watched Justin Falk last year, soft was a good way to describe his play. Soft, unsure of himself a little bit. Um, I think... I really believe that Falk did not enjoy being in Petrangelo's shadow for one. He was the captain in Carolina for many years in a comfortable situation. And now he has adjust to a new locker room, a new way of doing things. Barubi kept moving Falk up and down in the pairings. He didn't have like a set partner all of last year. He was asked to play in his offhand, which apparently Justin Falk just does not do uh, very well, at least. And on defense, we didn't see the usual offensive 
prowess that Falk showed in Carolina. We also didn't see the physical player that we were advertised coming from Carolina. Already this year, in seven games, keep in mind, he played 69 games last year and had 82 hits. In seven games, he has 26 hits. 26. He is already uh, at least a quarter of the way towards his hit total last year. We've only played seven games. He will bypass his hit total by midway through the season. By, by the time we hit the trade deadline, he'll probably be at around 100 hits. Falk is playing very physical. He's playing very assertive. He's playing. He looks comfortable in a Blues uniform. That's just that's just the fact of the matter. He looks very comfortable, and he is uh, also starting to maybe you know go back into that mode that he was in Carolina, where he was a leader, where he stood up for his players. He stood up for. Uh, Tyler Bozak Tuesday night uh, when uh, Mark Stone ran him in the boards. Falk dropped the gloves and fought Mark Stone. It was a draw, but that wasn't the, the, the whoever won or lost that fight wasn't the story. The fact of the matter is Justin Falk stood up for his teammate. And uh, you got to tip your hat to that. You know, just just that kind of moxie. It was the first fight in the Western Division this year. I mean, I mean, not, not just not just for the Blues, but the entire West Division. So you gotta love the Moxie, and that's that. That's why the Blue Notes bunch is also a Justin Falk stand club because uh, Justin Falk stands. I didn't know that this was a thing, but after seven games, I think the Blues fandom opinion on Justin Falk has completely turned. In fact, uh, I will uh, even show you here as soon as I get it pulled up um, a uh, recent uh, kind of an inf- uh, a graphic poll for lack of a better word that we did uh, on blue notes this, uh, this week where uh, we asked um, who has been the best blues defenseman so far this year. Now I'll admit that I erred because I did not include Marco Scandella. Uh, Scandella hasn't, you know, really played. Uh, I mean, he's been good, but he's been, you know, not too noticeable, which I guess for, a defensive defenseman. That's something that uh, that you want to see here. But I'll go ahead and show you where this uh, um, this poll is right now. Here, as soon as I get it pulled up, there we are. Um, I'll go ahead and blow it up for you here as well. If you're watching on video, uh, so I've asked people to uh, retweet if it's uh, Justin Falk, uh, to comment if it's Colton Pareko, and like if it's been Tori Krug. And as you can see here, we've had five comments, which aren't all supporting Pareko, by the way. In fact, we had one idiot saying that Pareko sucks, which I had that guy muted anyway, so I only knew about it because someone else commented replying to him. Uh, Colton Pareko does not suck. Get get off this podcast if you think he does, seriously. Um, We had six likes for Tory Krug, which... You know, I mean, Krug hasn't been the best. I don't think think he's, he's... you know, fully settled into St. Louis, but he's been fine. There's nothing really I feel about Tory Krug's game so far that has me concerned. I think he's just just taking some time to settle in. And then we've had 24 retweets for Justin Falk. And I did this graphic just to see if Blues fans would actually do it, if they would admit that Justin Falk has been the best Blues defenseman so far. And it seems to be he seems to be well on his way. So, uh, yeah, 
who knew that Justin Falk uh, would be uh, our uh, savior on defense this year uh, in a year where our defense has been kind of offensive, you know, to be to lack of a for lack of a better term. Huso has been chased and uh, roughed up the past uh, his first two NHL games. Uh, Bennington faces 40 shots against Vegas. They've got to tighten up. That's blues hockey defensive absorb the pressure type of hockey, which means Vince Dunn. He might not have a home here in St. Louis for very much longer. Uh, rumors came out Tuesday before the game against Vegas that he was on the trade block. Uh, Renaud Lavoy and uh, I think Elliot Friedman and a few others also kind of confirmed that um, indeed Vince Dunn is on the trade block. He was a healthy scratch Tuesday night. Now, everyone I've, I've you know that isn't connected to the Blues that I've seen try to opine on this have all said, well, they healthy scratched him just so you know he doesn't get injured and they don't lose out on a trade asset. That's not why that's not why he's healthy scratch. He was healthy scratch because he's been terrible this season. And it just I thought about it, you know, for a while. And I I think I think it just comes down to the fact that for one, Vince Dunn's always going to be a little inconsistent. He's he, he's an analytics darling. And he passes the eye test. When you see him play driving on offense, you see the talent, you see the production, and the analytics seems to back it up. But what analytics doesn't seem to catch is when he completely embarrasses himself like he did Sunday night in getting undressed by the uh, fourth liner for the LA Kings, which should not happen, especially for a fourth liner on the LA Kings, one of the worst teams in hockey. That's embarrassing. Uh, So Vince Dunn, Healthy scratch Tuesday night. Maybe it's a wake-up call. Maybe these reports of trade rumors are a wake-up call. But the more I think about it, the more I think Vince Dunn might be best served by being traded away. And I hate to say that because I actually like Vince Dunn. I think he's um, got a lot of natural ability and talent, and you've seen that in the spurts this year. But he works best probably on a run-and-gun, more free-flowing type of a team. And the Blues aren't that team. They, they analytics and just the eye test can tell you this is a team that's defense first. They absorb pressure. Defensemen actually have defensive responsibilities on this team. And when you have seen Vince Dunn taking on big responsibilities, they're apparently too big for him at times. Uh, so I think Vince Dunn may need to go to a younger team, maybe a team that has a lot more skill and speed on offense. Um, I've always thought that he would really fit well with the New York Rangers. You know, in, in that situation, they've got some exciting young defenders that are offensive minded. They've got Kako, they've got Lafreniere, uh, they've got you know a lot of young talent on offense. That seems like a good system for him to build around. I know Rangers fans have been very interested in him as well. Uh, in fact, actually, I even talked to Anaheim, uh, the uh, Quack Report. We'll hear from them here in just a little bit about the uh, series coming up uh, this weekend, and. They're interested in Vince Dunn because, you know, they, they see the analytics, they see the ability that he has, and they're a team that might, you know, not be too far off from being decent. I mean, I don't, I think of the three California teams, the Ducks are not the worst. I think they're probably the best of the three and the team that might, you know, have the most, you know, dead cat bounce potential of those three teams. So adding a guy like Vince Dunn, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe that helps, you know, spark their offense a little bit. Uh, I think Dunn's going to have a lot of interest around the league. I understand the Blues are looking for a first rounder. I think that might be a bit ambitious, but I, I will say that what if the Blues trade Dunn, 
they need a forward talent in return. They don't need another defenseman. You know, we have enough defensemen. We have Nico McCola. That's, you know, not a, yet an NHL regular. We have Scotty Prunovich. We have Jake Wallman. And those are the guys that don't normally play for the blues that are not a part of the top six that started this year. So we, we don't need more defensemen. We need forward prospects because after Jake neighbors and the dying star that is, you know, Clem Costin, we don't have the cupboards bare. We need forward prospects. So I hope the blues target a forward prospect in the Vince Dunn trade, or if they get a high second or late first, that's fine too. I mean, we can get a prospect that way as well. Um, but I think it is time for Vince Dunn to move on and uh, and go into a system that's a better fit for him. Unfortunately, this sounds like the Robbie Fabry situation all over again, and I hope the Blues get more for uh, Dunn than they did for Fabry because, let's face it, Jacob Delarose has just not been – he's been okay. But he's there, there's a reason why he's been you know on the taxi squad and he was waived at the start of the season. He, he is what he is. He's, he, he's, he's a bottom six banger. And we might see him Tuesday, uh, Thursday night because he's now off the taxi squad. He's with the big roster. And uh, uh, number 61, Mark Stone for Vegas. He probably should have his head on a swivel. And he might get kissed by Adela Rose um, on Thursday night. So let's, let, we'll, see, we'll see if there's a further receipt to be had for the uh, Tyler Bozak hit. Who, by the way, Bozak will not be playing Thursday night. We don't know a lot about his injury. Blues are being kind of quiet about it, but they have confirmed that Bozak will be out on Thursday. So hopefully he's not out too long because he's a good defensive forward. And you know, I was thinking, you know, when the Vegas was coming back from four to two in the third period, how nice it would be to have Tyler Bozak out there as a defensive-minded forward to shut down that Vegas attack. Well, he wasn't out there. Vegas tied it. And luckily we have Jordan Bennington, who was able to keep us in the game and still help the Blues get two points. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens to one Mark Stone Thursday night in Vegas. I can't wait for it. But uh, after that, of course, it is on to uh, Anaheim, where the Blues have the weekend set against the Ducks, as I mentioned. And uh, I joined the guys at the Quack Report before uh, I started uh, recording uh, this part of the episode. And uh, we talked a little bit about the series to come. So let's go ahead and uh, hear from that. And also, we talked about some other topics as well. So let's go ahead and uh, bring in the quack report. What do you think the Ducks need to do to even have a chance at beating St. Louis, uh, whether it be one of these two games or you know a few over the course of the season? What do the Ducks need to do to have a chance at beating St. Louis? Well, I think they need a lot of offensive pressure. I think we saw with Vegas last night, for oh, instance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Vegas peppered Bennington for 40 shots and just you know had their way in the Blues offensive zone and eventually, I mean, you know, Bennington did, a, you know, did, actually had a good game despite the four goals, but uh, you know, eventually the pressure just, just got to him. I think the Blues have some issues on defense that uh, the Ducks can exploit. Uh, I think there's some chemistry issues. I think there's some effort issues. And um, I think that, you know, if, if, if the Ducks, you know, put their best offensive foot forward, they've got a chance, um, you know, in terms of, I mean, the Blues haven't been too, big uh, too too big of a scoring team this year i think they're like it's kind of the same issue i think there's some chemistry and effort issues among some players of the blues this year it's why they haven't started out as well as they would have would have liked to um you know you, you've got a good goalie in gibson you've got some good defenders i mean i i think you just got to weather 
what the Blues throw at you and just, you know, p- pump some shots at Bennington. And then if, if you see Billy Huso, uh, definitely pump some shots at him because he is not Jordan Bennington, unfortunately. Um, and he does not have the defense in front of him to protect him, you know, as well as, as he would like. He's, he allowed, he allowed four goals in Colorado in that eight, nothing bloodbath. And then he allowed five uh, against uh, LA Sunday. So, you know, if if so, so basically, basically the key to winning for the Ducks is hope Billy Huso starts uh, one of the two games. Well, because well, it mean, is a back to back scenario, I think yeah, we will see him can. for one of them. So you'll probably uh, see him Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, though, we don't take a lot of shots. Like our last few games have, we've been in like the mid to um, high twenties, which it it's not bad, but it's also not great. So yeah, especially when most of those aren't high danger chances. So, um. What what you just said doesn't give us a lot of hope here, but um, <laughs> we we have seen a little bit more offensive pressure. It's kind of been growing every few games, so you know maybe we can exploit the Blues for that. Um, I, honestly, I, we might even see some high scoring games too because our yeah. our defense hasn't been super hot to to start the season. Yeah, either, and the Blues so. the Blues have had uh, and that they've definitely allowed a few high scoring games already this year, probably more than i'm comfortable with there's there's not enough tums in st louis to deal with blues hockey you know so far this year so it, it, it's been kind of a wild affair i mean heck, i mean i mean you guys still took two points you know when you were in st louis uh you know a week ago so you know you, with that overtime with that shootout win so you know it's it it, it can happen mm-hmm. i think and, and and the blues are not they're not playing at the top of their game so you're catching them at a good time when they're still kind of getting their legs under them yeah. Um. Last thing here before we we let you get going. Um. Score predictions for these couple games or uh or or series predictions. Um. So what what do you predict the the scores are, are going to be for Saturday and Sunday? Well, first of all, are you expecting Gibson both games, or do you think we'll see uh, Ryan Miller for one of them? We'll probably see Gibson first, and then Miller in the on Sunday. I believe. Yeah, that's yeah, what a, I would guess. Well, be, be a backup battle on Sunday. Well, um, I think the Saturday game could be very close. I'm going to say three two Blues. Um, maybe Anaheim makes a late rally, but it, it'll fall short. And then Sunday, I will say, I'll say that one goes pretty wild. I'll say, I'll say six four Blues. Dang. All right. I, I hope so. I want to see some goals. Let's go. <laughs> and and with with Miller and Huso and that 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 could indeed be the case. The 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 Blues, you know, like playing against Ryan Miller because he kind of shafted the Blues when you know we traded for him and you know when he was with Buffalo a few years ago. And there's still some a bit of bad taste in our mouth when it comes to Ryan Miller. So yeah, we'll we'll we we we, we like seeing Miller get shellacked. <laughs> <laughs> uh nate do you have a prediction for uh for these couple games here uh i feel like the first one i'll agree with tom on that first game i think it could be really close but um there's just not enough defensive help there i think for anaheim if st louis decides to start firing pucks a lot um and i just haven't seen the offense out of anaheim just yet uh that game against colorado that we won on sunday there that's the most goals that we've had and Correct me if I'm wrong, but one was an empty net. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so, so two goals still is the most that we scored. I'd even consider that empty net a lucky one because I, I think yeah. Lindholm was just dumping it. He he bounced it off the boards and it happened to go in it the worked, net. So, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I could see a three-two game for sure. Uh, that second one though, man, St. Louis does have resentment. It seems to uh, Ryan Miller. You're absolutely correct, but. 
you know, the last couple of seasons, he has been the quality backup goaltender and guy that needs to step in when he has to. Um, so I won't go as high as six, four, but I'll go five, three for the ducks. Just a little bit less. I, I got a bit more faith in Miller than that. Were you surprised that he came back? I was, I mean, a little bit just with how long everything was taking, but it might've also been a case of, okay, we need to make sure that everything could be a go. Um, it did just make me a little nervous. Yeah. With how long it was taking because, I felt a lot better with the tandem of Gibson and Miller, even if Gibson is more of a starter than, you know, the tandem type goaltender. Uh, but I felt a lot better with Miller behind than I did Alex Daylock. And that's not trying to take knocks at him, but, you know, just compare the two guys and Miller has both the resume and uh, over the last couple of seasons, just the better look. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't really have anything to add on that front. So. Yeah. What about your um, score predictions, Carter? What's that? What about your score predictions? Um, again, I don't really have anything to add. I, I kind of agree <laughs> with you guys. Three two for the uh, three two blues for the first one. I think that one's going to be a little tighter. Um, and then Nate, did you say five three for the um yeah. the second one? Yeah, yeah I was going to say five two for the Ducks, probably with an empty netter in there as well. But um, yeah, especially if that one's the the battle of the backups there. Um. You know, I also wouldn't disagree with five three either. So, um, but also I think Tom could be right too. It could be kind of a a, a shellacking of of Miller there. So, uh, but I, I think I feel like I have to give at least one win to the Ducks. So I'll give them, I'll give them the second <laughs> game there. <laughs> well, and of course with the way the season is going, I'm sure you know when we do our next episodes on Monday, you know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll all three of us will be completely wrong. So yeah, exactly. oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's been a lot of, a lot of randomness around the league uh, to start off. It seems really yeah. has, been. which is nice. Yeah. It keeps it interesting. And of course I had a much longer conversation with the quack report and you can find that, uh, wherever you get your podcast from by searching for the quack report. And also they're on Twitter at quack report pod. I think that's their Twitter account. Anyway, I'll put that in the description below just to be sure. But in the meantime, that is going to do it for this episode of blue notes. Like I said, Wax should be back on Sunday. In the meantime, I want to thank Luke Widbin for his latest hit, Jordan Cairo, sung to the tune of Linda Ronstadt's Blue Bayou. We'll have a link in the description for that as well. He'll be back on Sunday and Monday with a new uh, Week in Review wrap. And uh, until then, that is going to do it for this episode. I want to thank you for listening and watching because without you, there's no me, there's no Wags, there's no Luke Widbin, and there is no Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Tom Franklin reminding you to not be a chump and always play to the whistle a reminder that you can follow blue notes on twitter facebook and instagram at blue notes pod i'm the voice of the blues tom calhoun jeremy boyer play us out
You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.